You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So the Seattle public school system is suspending nearly 150 bus routes following the vaccine mandate deadline. That's what we're talking about today here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what the firefighters are doing, Seattle Fire Department, and also what are we getting down to on the nitty gritty as far as the number of Seattle Police Department police officers. What do their numbers look like? All Today is, uh, I'm recording this for you on October the 18th. This is our deadline here in the state of Washington for all these vaccine mandates to happen. So we're trying to figure out who's staying, who's going, what's this going to look like? How is how is Seattle going to be impacted? All right, before I jump on in, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. And despite being from Seattle, people say that I read the news from a reasonable perspective. Uh-oh, I can hear emergency vehicles outside. What's going on? Whew. All right, let's get into it. Seattle, uh, Seattle Public Schools is planning to spend, suspend as many as 142. I've read as high as 147 school bus routes Monday. That's today following the vaccine mandate deadline for school employees. So we've got a vaccine mandate here in the state of Washington for damn near everything with the exception of all that federal stuff. That's, that's a coming. That's a coming. So Biden got his OSHA to whip up some plans. Those are now at the Office of Management and Budget for review. Some of the stuff, I, I, I do not know how that is going to be implemented. Like there are so many variables. There's so many questions. It's like, how, how are they going to come up with solutions to all it? Because it's OSHA, right? I mean, this is not cookie cutter, dried cut stuff. It's got, there, there's a lot of implications. And just how about the number of, empl- of of employees at a company that if you have over 100 employees at a country a company, you're going to be mandated, you're going to have to have a vaccine for all those employees. What if you only have 95 employees? What about them? You guys all exempt? You don't have to? You don't have to? Oh, yeah, over here, we got 100. Employers going to be rounding down. Yeah, it's going to be on temporary employment. That knocks us under the required number. All right, let's do this. Now, I think everybody's going to fall. They're casting the web as far as they can, as far as getting everybody vaccinated. That's what they're doing. And so and by they, I mean the government. So we, I mean, here in the state of Washington, and maybe you're in an area where this isn't happening to you. Thank your lucky stars, because we've got Washington State. That's the big one happening today. All the Washington State employees, including the state troopers. We've got city mandates. We've got county mandates. We're going to have federal mandates. I mean, if if you haven't by, been hit by those somehow, some way, then I don't know, are you living under a rock? Or are you just independently wealthy and you just live on your own and don't ever come out? Maybe everything's delivered by Amazon. I don't know. How are you getting away with that? Because everybody I know is being impacted by this one way or the other, whether it's somebody they know or somebody themselves who's questioning, do I keep this job just because they're telling me to get vaccinated and I don't agree with that? Um, and that's that's how I feel. I feel like it should be a personal choice. It's a medical decision. It's a personal choice. Having the jab tied to your job, that's kind of a no-go for me. But here in the state of Washington, that is not the way things are being handled. And so we deal accordingly and it is what it is. So today we're talking about school bus, school buses, fire department, 
police officers. Some of the police officers, those numbers are coming in line with kind of what I thought would eventually happen. Um, and we'll talk about it in a second. But so we got as many as 142 school bus routes. Now you might say, I don't really give a damn about people with kids with buses, buses in their lives. That's fine. Um, but it impacts a lot of people. It impacts a lot of people. You just got your kids back to school. Maybe you're getting on a set work schedule. Kids are no longer at home. And if you got little kids getting the kids back to school, that's a big deal. Now you can kind of, all right, that's out of our hair. Literally, the kids are out of our hair. They're at school. All right. But now just a few weeks later, okay, so we're going to have to work on how we get them to school. We're right back where we started. Got 142 school bus routes. Yeah. Because the bus drivers at first, what is it? First, well, first student, that's the third company, third party company, Seattle Public School Department, uh, Seattle Public Schools contracts with to drive their kids around. They don't have enough workers because it's been mandated that, all right, if you want to drive a school bus for Seattle Police or Seattle Public Schools, got to be, got to be uh, vaccinated. So clearly, they've got they're down on numbers. And, um, you know, they're talking about training and hiring people. Is anybody hiring anybody to do anything in today's job market? It doesn't feel like it. I mean, I know that's going on. But it feels like it's happening the other way. It's like people are quitting their jobs versus going out and yep, sign me up, I need to work. So Seattle Public Schools attributed the reduction in routes to a driver shortage with their third party vendor, first student. Third party contractors working with public schools are also subject to the mandate. Some groups of students will keep their bus routes as required by law, including students receiving special education, whose individual education programs call for transportation and students with 504 plans that provides st uh, transportation. Students of families experiencing homelessness and foster students will also continue their bus service. How does that work? And just, I'm not clear there. All right. So yeah, Seattle Public Schools said they are exploring alternative, alternative transportation options. Like what? Like what? While they wait for first student to hire more drivers. Okay, that's going to be a while. Because like every industry out there, if they could hire more right now, they would, right? The solution is far from perfect. Those of you who are losing bus service, understandably, may feel frustrated and upset. I think parents are pissed. I would be too. It's like, okay, Cinder, we moved here because we thought this was going to be a good school district. Now we've got this stuff going on. Now I can't even get my kid to 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 their school. Oh, I mean, crazy frustrating, right? I mean, it's just got to be. I can't imagine. I was thinking back the other day, my oldest son had his 10-year high school reunion this, or would have had this 10-year high school reunion this past summer, but you know, COVID, no reunions of any sort for anything. We want to emphasize, and this is back to the Seattle Public Schools, we want to emphasize that we are committed to ensuring that all students who need it have safe transportation to and from school. And yet we're going to cancel 142 routes, but we would love for your child to be able to attend school and, you know, ride the bus. But that route, it's a no-go right now. We fired the driver. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, and this issue will be resolved as quickly as possible so we can resume and approve upon all bus service. How about you don't fire the drivers? How about that? Hmm. Yeah. 
because it was it was working pretty good before, right? And if you've been driving a bus and you've got all these kids getting on your on and off your bus, and if you haven't got the Rona yet, dang, talk about some natural immunity there, right? So in the meantime, we are actively looking for alternative solutions to this challenge. That's a challenge. Yeah. And I think parents would say that it's more than a challenge who can't get their kids to school because their damn bus isn't there anymore. For those students who have no other means of getting to school, Seattle Public Schools said they will work with families on a case-by-case basis to get in contact with them. Good luck with that. That is all I have to say there. That will not work out well. Now, I know families in some communities will make it work, families in other communities. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, this happens all the time, right? You got the whole you got the whole school bus deal with when it snows, but this is more of an ongoing thing. Because you have let bus drivers go, didn't have the coronavirus shot, didn't have the vaccine. Mm. So this could have been avoided is what we're saying. And yet we're looking for solutions that will get us past this challenging time. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that's where we stand there on that. No buses for a lot of families. The um, Okay. Seattle Fire Department expects to lose staff. They're going to lose some folks. How many folks are we actually going to lose? That's why I started off this podcast with the school bus, because 142 routes, that seems like a lot. I mean, compared to what we're talking, how many routes are there total in Seattle? I have no idea. But when I read that, I was like, wow, that's a lot of bus drivers. That's really interesting. Because as you're going to hear in a second, the number of police officers who are probably going to enter into separation is way less than that. Even though we've seen on national media that it's going to, it could be as much as 400. Well, it's not, it's going to be a fraction of that. I don't even think it's going to be a 10th of that, to be honest. And I've said between 25 and 50, I've kind of put my money on 50 at the end of the day, will just not get the vax and will not have applied for religious or will not have applied for uh, medical exemption. So I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see kind of how it goes. Seattle fire expects to lose staff. So firefighters, another industry, bus drivers, you know, firefighters, police officers, state troopers just did a podcast about a state trooper who told the uh, governor, Hey, yeah, that whole mandate thing. You, yeah, you, you can watch that podcast and you've probably already seen that topic on, um, on some of the national media as well. He basically told the governor, you can kiss my, you know what, on his final sign off on his, uh, 1034, I think it was, I can't remember what it was, the signed call for this is it. All right. It's been months in the making, but uh, October 18th officially marks the start of Governor Jay Inslee's COVID-19 vaccine mandates for thousands of state workers. Both King and Seattle, the city of Seattle adopted the mandate. Why wouldn't they? Workers who fall under the mandate have been told they will lose their jobs. Or more realistically, we may be entering into a separation phase here with you here shortly, and I'm speaking on behalf of the employer. We might be entering into a separation phase, but in the meantime, we're going to give you some time to kind of sort out what you want to do. And a lot of this is by December 2nd. The King County has options for employees up to December 2nd. You can figure out what you want until then. But if you wouldn't mind, could you still continue to keep coming to work? Because we're down on workers right now, and we'd really like to have you working 
for us, even though you you haven't complied with the mandate. We're going to need you to come in on Monday through Friday, maybe sometimes on Saturday if that's what you normally do. So I think uh, a lot of this is being blown out of proportion, but I think what is crazy is that you are expected to, your job is predicated upon a medical decision that should be personal. That's the way I see it. Spokesperson for the Seattle Fire Department said the organization does expect to lose some members and firefighters over the vaccine mandate. We fully expect we'll see some departures of personnel as a result of the mandate and are considering various options for how we can adjust our response model through this transaction, through this transition. Seattle Fire Chief Harold Scoggins heard about him a lot in Chop and Jazz, right? Because he had to respond or not respond as the case was. Had to get EMT guys there. Just a total mess because you didn't have any police to go in first and clear the clear the scene out because you got a bunch of knuckleheads running around with firearms. Seattle Fire uh, Chief Harold Scoggins is expected to hold a news conference today, Monday, about how the mandate is impacting the department. As of last week, the Seattle Fire Department said 88% of its active employees are confirmed to be vaccinated and 80 exemption forms have been submitted. That total includes 78 uniformed members. The department spokesman said it was still waiting on vaccine verification forms from 54 uniformed members. All right, so 88% of its active employees are confirmed to be vaccinated. Let's round up. I mean, everybody else does. Um, Let's round up to 90% there. All right, that is a strong example of herd immunity. If you're going to say herd immunity is somewhere between 70 and 90%, right? Okay, so we got there. You get, are you going to really fire these folks over having 10% of your workforce that doesn't have the vaccine? Are you really going to do that? All right, let's just see how that goes. Seattle Fire Department continues to encourage all personnel to get vaccinated, of course. That's what I think this is, is a massive push, massive push to get vaccinated. And then we're going to hear some miraculous, you know, based on the data and the science, we are seeing a declining number and Given the highly vaccinated percentage of the population, we're going to ease this, this, and this. I think that's what you see. Um, as we do not want to see any of our members depart from our organization, and yet we are threatening them with departure of their own accord because they're not making a choice to inject something into their bodies. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Other fire departments also shared their vaccination status with King 5. Everett Fire Department is at 97% of its fire personnel are vaccinated. It's where my father-in-law was a, uh, former father-in-law was a uh, firefighter for many, many years. Everett Fire Department, big fire department. So 97, I mean, let's round up. Everett Fire Department, you're all vaxxed. You guys, you guys did it all. Tacoma, 85% are vaxxed. Exemptions are, were granted to 15% of its personnel who are required to get a uh, COVID vaccine. Two Tacoma firefighters are on a long-term leave of absence. The department said it does not expect any major staffing changes or shortages. Okay. Washington State Patrol told King 5 its agency is 90% vaccinated as of a week ago. So let's say that is 93% now. Okay. That's how much more, how much more do you need? How much more can you get? Probably not much more than that, right? Compliance for the mandate stands at 93% for Washington State Patrol, which includes people who are awaiting a vaccine exemption. I mean, 
you're not going to squeeze much more. You just not. So I think the politicians are going to go, okay, yeah, here, here we are. We can't really afford to lose all these people. Let's go into a holding pattern here for a while. And let's wait for the data and the science to pop something new up. And let's go down a new avenue. Let's go down a, let's explore a new, you know, you get what I'm saying? I think that's what happens. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin's office released vaccination stats for the police on October 11th. That was last week. The mayor's press secretary, Anthony Derrick, said 84% of the Seattle Police Department staff submitted their vaccine information. Before we jump in there too much further, I'm going to read this is, a, this is a new story that came out this morning as of about 7.30. Seattle mayor is basically saying we've got about two dozen police officers who haven't submitted their paperwork. So we got 24. That's what the mayor is saying, whether she's cutting those numbers down to make it look better, maybe so. So hard to say, because when, when you hear these numbers, you're like, all right, does that include people who have asked for medical and religious exemptions? Is that people include people who've gotten an accommodation? What's the dealio? You can't ever really figure it out. Well, we're going to go through this. A vaccine mandate for C City of Seattle employees takes effect today with about two dozen police officers per the mayor. Um, and the Seattle Police Officers Guild, SPOG, headed by Mike Salon, uh, and the city, they failed to come to an agreement, basically, because they had to, uh, they had to come to an agreement over now implemented vaccine, it's a union thing that had to be negotiated, and they couldn't make it happen. They both, uh, so both the mayor and our interim chief or permanent interim chief, uh, Diaz, they basically asking everybody, can you please send in your paperwork? So what I wanted to read from this article was from Jason Rance and KTTH Radio. The mayor said 11% haven't complied with the vaccine mandate. Chief Adrian Diaz offered his final email plea. He says 6% haven't submitted paperwork. Okay, so anywhere between 11% and 6% haven't complied. Say the police force is 1,000 or 1,100 officers somewhere in there. 6% would be 60, 11%, call it 110, somewhere in there. That includes a bunch that have asked for the uh, exemptions. Just kind of reading between the lines here, we're getting down there. We're getting down there. So it does not look like we're going to have this two, 300, 400 police officers like the national media kind of indicated. And I I don't want to say I predicted that, but I also, what I did say was that there's no way that this many police officers can basically afford not to have a job. This is their primary source of income. Because I mean, you get what I'm saying. It's not like, uh, you know, you might work security or something if you're a police officer, but it's not like you've got these side gigs when you're already working, you know, six days a week, 12 hour shifts. Um, you're not doing a lot of extras on the side. If you are, I'd love to hear your story because um, from what I can tell, there are a lot of hours are going into the Seattle Police Department job right now, job description. So 6% per the uh, per Chief Adrian Diaz haven't submitted their paperwork. Speaking during a Monday press conference, Mayor Durkin, that was this morning, estimated that 91% of Seattle Police Department employees are fully vaccinated, while 7% have been given exemptions. We're down there. We're, we are down there. I mean, as far as there's just not that many more folks that need to have the jab, 
uh, or that you can fire. So I think a lot of this will, the point has been made. Yep, we don't want to get jabbed. And we don't feel like you should force us to get jabbed. That point has been made. But then the other point has been made, we're going to force you whether you like this or not, to get vaccinated, because we're going to hold that job over your heads. That's that's the message that has been sent loud and clear here, right? A separate letter sent out to officers on Sunday by Chief Diaz described how the department is working with the city to come up with temporary arrangements to ensure we can provide as many reasonable accommodations to medical and religious exemptions as possible, and that serve to meet the needs of the department and community for a limited period of time. This is loss mitigation at this point in time right? They're just trying to have a bunch of police officers not quit. What can we do to keep you on the books? I do not want to lose anyone because of this mandate, he reiterated. That's Chief Diaz. Sources tell KTTH's Jason Ranch show that some officers are planning to take time off to decide that what they will do long term, but don't seem eager to stay with Seattle Police Department, Ranch notes. Others say that they will be leaving the department by the end of the year because of the mandate. All right, so they're looking around elsewhere. They're going to go to another police department or maybe an entire another line of work. I don't know. I mean, that's where that's where we've had how many police officers quit in the city of Seattle. And we talk about this a lot because we've got this little situation of public safety not working out real well for the citizens of Seattle right now. That's just not really going all that great. It's not going fantastic. Let's put it that way. You may or may not be able to get a response to your 911 call, depending on what it is. So unless your physical safety is really an imminent danger, you may not get a very quick response call 911. And I mean, like within an hour. And that's only going to get worse, the more officers you have go sideways on you here. And by sideways, I mean, not comply with the mandate. Several officers also took photos of their patrol vehicles adorned with a don't tread on me flag in protest. Yeah, they did. They did. Did a podcast on that. Got them hanging out their door or out their window of their, their cars. And it's basically, it's that uh, coiled up snake it came from the uh, revolutionary, not revolutionary war, civil, yeah, revolutionary war, 1775 came from that. And it's uh, it basically means we want to see less government, don't tread on me kind of deal. And um, yeah, so the don't tread on me flag with the big snake on it being flown or not being flown, but it's being uh, it's out the side of a bunch of police rigs right now here on Monday, because they are protesting that this is going on and that their jobs hang in the balance of getting a medical procedure to their bodies. Wild, wild times, right? I think a lot of this stuff will get figured out uh, because they're so close on almost having 100% vaccination rates. And so if, if we were at 60, 70% vaccination rates, I would say, okay, yeah, I can see from their standpoint how they have ammunition to keep pushing their people. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right at all. But if their goal is 100% vaccination and then they're only at 60 or 70%, all right, and they're going to push some more. But so many of these industries, so many of these employment systems are already at 90, 95%. You just heard me read 97% Everett Fire Department. I mean, what else do you want there? What else do you need? 
And how much longer are you going to keep pressing for? I don't know. I don't know. It, it just it just doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. And yet this is the way that it's gone. How is it going to end up? Well, I don't think it's going to go on that much longer because you're, you're going to fire all those folks in these mandates. Ah, you know, and the num coronavirus numbers, the Delta numbers, they're going to drop. So unless we have another, unless we have another variant pop up, and you know, like we did the Delta, uh, unless we have that other uh, variant pop up and start really going, coronavirus numbers, they're going to come down pretty hard here. We're already on that. You know, we've got that 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 mountain. We're on that second half of coming down the mountain. Coming down the mountain. Excellent uh, Jane's Addiction song. All right. So we're getting down there is the bottom line. Playing that final segment of chicken here with, all right, if you want to keep your job, you need to get the vax. Well, I don't really want to get the vax. So I guess my job's in play here. We're seeing how that works out. For kids who need to catch a bus in Seattle, that's not working out all that great. Fire department, yep, they're probably going to lose some. Police department, yep, they're going to lose some. But it's probably not the public safety disaster that a lot of folks were, I think, hoping for. Because then that would have put some pressure on politicians. Hey, you need to do a little reverse course here, which I think they will do anyway. Um, just because I think that's how this is going to work out. And then after a while, we're going to be like, you remember when they did that whole mandate thing and got everybody basically to get the jab and then it just kind of went away? Yeah. Or are they going to hold uh, the whole job thing hostage over getting an update? You need to get a booster shot. You need to get a booster shot for eternity. Maybe that's how it goes. I don't know. All right. So I'm I'm sure we'll have some national news stories coming out of Seattle because man, we've got so many different entities and parties and counties and cities and doing so many different things here in the state of Washington, all pretty worked up over the coronavirus. Is there nothing else impacting our health, our health here in the state of Washington? Is that it? Isn't there still an opioid epidemic going on? Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff still happening, right? And yet 100% all seems to be on the coronavirus. Hmm. Makes you think, doesn't it? Makes you wonder, what's behind all this? I don't know. But when I find out, I'll let you know right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So that's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for, for being here. Thanks again for um, for just for being here, watching and sharing and whatever it is you do to support this podcast. All right. Catch up soon. Till then, stay safe. Make good choices. I know you will. Because, I mean, you made the choice to be here, right? Oh, okay. Thanks again. We'll catch up soon. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.